Hello, this is Faithful Discourse with Chris Henry, a series of conversations at the intersection of religious faith and public life. I'm your host, Chris Henry. If you're like me, you might find yourself simultaneously desperate for experiences of genuine joy and a little suspicious when you have them. We live in serious and seriously challenging times. Our news feeds and our relationships share this in common. What is dragging us down can seem so much more powerful than what holds us up. And then, at just the right time, Christmas comes. We are told that there is good news at the very center of reality, all because a baby was born in a borrowed room. We sing songs that lift our hearts. We remember celebrations past and anticipate those yet to come. We gather with those we love. In the words of my favorite affirmation of faith from the Iona community in Scotland, we defiantly claim that what is good about us is planted more deeply than what is wrong with us. In celebration of this truth, we're gonna do something a little different today. I'm welcoming two guests. They are brothers and they are my sons. Samuel, age 10, a fourth grader, and Benjamin, age six and a half, a first grader. I want to share this conversation with them as a gift of joy and gratitude for the season we're in and as a sign of the hope I hold for the future. They are the hope I hold for the future. So Sam and Ben, welcome to Faithful Discourse. Thank you, Dad. Thanks. Let's start with this. What are some of your favorite parts of the Christmas season? Uh, One of my favorite parts is just sitting down with our family and just talking about stuff. Yeah, just time spent together as a family. Absolutely. What about you, Sam? I like playing tackle football in the snow sometimes Uh, and having so many snowball fights. (laughs) I also like Christmas Day when I get to play with all those new toys. Yeah, that's right. Christmas Day, new toys, time outside, the snow. You know, we, uh, we're we pretty busy around Christmas time at our house, and a lot of what we're busy with is church-related. And I know, especially on Christmas Eve, you two get to spend lots and lots of time at church. Um, what's, your, what's your experience of church around Christmas? What do you love, or what, what do you remember about Christmas Eve services and the roles you've played and the songs we sing, that sort of thing? Well, I really like when, like, we sing Go Tell It About It. It's one of my favorite Christmas carols. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how that one goes, Ben? Yes. I know some of it. Can you sing it for us? Sure. I'll, I'll sing some. Go tell it about it over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it about it, that Jesus Christ is born. Ah, that's beautiful. That's one of my favorites, too. I love the joy in it. Is that what you love about it? Yep. Yeah, it's so joyful. And I also know you love mountains. Yeah. Yeah, that's the truth. Samuel, you have been in a couple of Christmas Eve services, and I know you've played some different parts in those services. Do you have any memories of doing that? Yes, Dad. 
I really like when we do the Christmas Eve play where we recreate the scenes that Jesus Christ faced when he was a baby, Mm -hmm. when he was born and everything. Last year, I was actually the manger keeper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that many roles in the play, but I thought it was really important and really fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. What does the innkeeper do in the story? Do you remember? Um, It just, he just says, actually... Two, I think he says two words by my memory. Mm-hmm. Come in, mm. and he shows them to the room. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He takes them out to the stable where Jesus is born. Yeah. I remember how proud you were to get to have that part in the, the Christmas uh, service. Definitely. I think that was maybe two years ago. Sam, do you have a favorite Christmas carol or Christmas song? I love O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Mm. I think it's a really nice song. Yeah. Not, like, too popped out, like, not uh-huh. too loud. Uh-huh. Just a nice Christmas carol for fun. Yeah. One of the best, Yeah, the best in my opinion. I wonder if you know what Emmanuel means. Actually, I don't. Yeah. Can I tell you? Sure. It means God is with us. Now, why would we sing a song about God being with us at Christmas time? Because God was born at Christmas time, and then he was finally with us yeah. to change the world. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a reminder that Christmas is all about how God was with us when Jesus was born. Um, so that's a great segue, a great transition to talk a little bit about the Christmas story in the Bible. Um, so I'm going to read a little bit of that story and then ask your thoughts about it. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The story begins. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And Mary gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. What stands out to you about that part of the story? What what did you hear in that? Oh, I just love that it's like so much about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I just love that story. Yeah. And I like that it's, yeah. Yeah, and it talks about Jesus' parents who are, what are their names? Do you remember? Mary and, and Joseph. Yeah, Mary and Joseph and how they had to travel a long, long way yes. while Mary was waiting to have her baby. That must have been a really hard journey, right? Yep. And what town did they come to? Do you remember? Bethlehem. Yeah, that's right. The city of Bethlehem. And that's where Jesus is born. And it says that Jesus was born and laid in a manger. What's a manger? It's sort of like a wooden uh, cradle. Yeah. That has hay inside. Yeah, that's right. The the Maybe the place where the animals were eating from. Mm-hmm. And it says the reason why Jesus was born and placed in a manger is because there wasn't any room for him in the inn. Yep. I wonder if you remember this, that two years ago, our family used a prayer. 
and it was in our church's Advent booklet, and we used it every night for our dinner blessing during Advent. One person's job was to ask, someone's coming. Who is coming? And do you remember the whole family answered, Jesus is coming. So we're going to try that now. I'm going to do the first part, and you all do the second. Someone's coming. Who is coming? Jesus is coming. coming. Yeah, and then we pray, come into our hearts, Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus. There is room in our hearts for you. You. Yeah. So I remember that year that it was just the three of us for dinner one night, and I was uh, a little bit, maybe a little bit stressed. I know that doesn't happen very often, but I was a little bit stressed that night. And I was so proud because I got grilled cheese out on your plates, and we were going to eat at the dining room table, grilled cheese and some pasta. And I got you together, and I said, okay, boys, we have to eat, and then you're going to have to take a bath, and then you're going to have to change into your PJs, and then you're going to have to go to bed. And we were on a roll, and I was just like, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. And as I prepared to take my first bite of that grilled cheese sandwich, I remember what you guys did. And you know what you said? You said, wait. And I said, what? Time's wasting. What are we waiting for? And you said, Dad, we have to tell Jesus about the room in our hearts for him. And that reminded me what I think Christmas is all about. That we have to remember in the midst of how busy we can be and how much we have going on, to ask Jesus into our hearts and to make room in our hearts for Jesus. What do you guys think about that? About our responsibility during Christmas? What's our job? Our job is to make room for Jesus and be kind to others. Yeah, make room for Jesus and be kind to others. Yeah. Ben, you got any thoughts on that one? I think it's about worshiping Jesus and like to say, like this, Worshiping that for all he has done for us. Yeah. Celebrating that Jesus that. is born. Yeah, celebrating that Jesus is born. I love yep. that. I love that. It is a time of celebration and joy, right? Yep. Yeah. So what um what gives you joy? What is joyful in your life? Christmas time or any time? Because really we can celebrate Christmas all year long. My favorite holiday I feel like is I have I have two. Uh-huh. Fourth of July and Halloween. I like Fourth of July because I just like seeing like the fireworks with our friends and family and grandma and grandpa and and trick or treating. I just like walking around with my friends. Yeah, Yeah. and like seeing other people's costumes Mm -hmm. and like that. So you like holidays that bring people together. Yes. I love that. One Um, thing that brings me joy is sports. Yeah, tell me about that. So much fun uh, organizing teams and just having a fun time playing with each other and being active Mm -hmm. around our yard and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So I asked you guys about, that's, that's really beautiful, Sam. So I asked you guys about joy because here's the next part of that story. I'm going to read the next part of the story of Christmas. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and the shepherds were afraid. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. 
For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You'll find the child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a great multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom God favors. What do you guys think about the story of the shepherds? I think it's really beautiful because they were surprised and scared. Mm -hmm. But then the angels told them God is being born, and they were surprised and Mm. Sort of like they knew what it was happening, mm-hmm. and they knew that they had to go there. Yeah. So the yeah, that's I love that Sam. That they were afraid, but the first thing the angels told them was, "Don't be afraid." And they said, "This is this is good news, and it's good news that you should be joyful about, right?" Yes. Uh, what I like about it is I just love that's like joyful is like I like one of our one of the nicest person in the world is being born. Yeah. And I just like that mm. like they travel a long way just to see Jesus. Yes, that's right. That's right. And that's the shepherds then go all the way into Bethlehem. They leave their sheep and go all the way into Bethlehem just to see Jesus and so that they can worship him and welcome him, right? There's another word in this story that I wanted to ask you guys about that, um, you know, I love the emphasis on joy and all the joy that the story brings. And I love your description of the things that bring you joy. The other word is peace. Peace. So the angels say, glory to God in heaven and peace on earth. What do you think peace looks like? Well, peace is like, it's like, like, peace is like, we talk about like, like stuff like being together Mm -hmm. and like, we're straight up. We're yeah. uh, people. Yeah, yeah. So it's peace is, comes when we're together. Yeah. What about yep. you, Sam? You're uh, one of the more peaceful people I know, Sam. One thing that I think is peace, peace can be described in multiple ways. Yeah. But some of the main things, mm-hmm. one of the main things is kind of dark, but it's war. Mm, right. Like, for example, in the Cold War, when North Korea and South Korea decided to stop fighting, yeah. they declared they decided they would have peace. Yeah, yeah. So peace is when when wars come to an end. And yep, they made a trust. That's right. And boy, don't we need peace in our world right now, because there is a lot of fighting, isn't there? There's a lot of fighting. Yes. And peace is when we decide that there's something more important than fighting. There's something more important, and it's about being together, right? Yeah. Mm. There's a last part of this story from Luke, and then I'm going to read you one more little piece after that. But um, listen to this part. So the shepherds went with haste, that means fast, and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what they had been told about this child, and everyone who heard about it was amazed at what the shepherds told them. 
But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. How do you think Mary felt on the first Christmas? I think she felt really joyous. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. and she pondered those words in the heart. That means like she remembered those words mm-hmm. on and on. Yes. It, those were some of the most important words in the Bible. That's right. So do you think she remembered that moment for the whole rest of her life? Definitely. You know, I can say something about that because I will remember my whole life, the two days, September 16th and March 10th, because those were the days that you were born. And I think Mary would never forget that moment when she gave birth to Jesus, right? You know? Yeah. Even I remember when Ben was born. You remember when Ben was born. Yeah, tell me about that. I remember giving him, uh, him crying and sort of wiggling around. <laughs> I was carrying this giant chocolate chip cookie. That's right. And I asked you, Dad, if Ben wanted my cookie. Yes, that's right. You wanted to give a brand new baby your cookie. I remember that, too. It was really precious. And you got to hold Ben the day he was born. Yes. I was a bit surprised I couldn't give him a cookie. <laughs> And Ben, I bet you probably wanted that cookie because you're kind of a cookie guy. Yeah. Isn't it interesting to think about how Jesus was a baby? Yeah. You know, yeah. like we think of Jesus as being um, a grown-up or being with God in yeah. heaven or being like a spirit. Um, but Jesus, what what we say at Christmas is Jesus was a little baby who cried and who got hungry and who needed diapers and all of those kinds of things. And that's one of the—we go back to that word Emmanuel, right? God with us. Jesus was a baby just like every other baby. In another part of the Bible, in in John, it says the word that is like God's word became flesh. What's flesh? Meat. Yeah, meat. Like our bodies, right? Human meat. Human meat, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, gosh. God, <laughs> like God became like us. God became like us. All right, one more part of the story I want to I remember. Sure. So this is from a different gospel, but I think you'll remember this part of the story. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is this child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then King Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the time when the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped right over the place where the child was. When they saw the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, 
and they knelt down and worshipped him. And then they opened their treasure chests, and they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. So in that Christmas story, we have Mary and Joseph and Jesus. We have the shepherds. And then in this story, we have who? We have Jesus. Yes, and we have three. We have three kings. Kings, yes. Three kings or three wise men. And they bring Jesus gifts. Yes. And that's how, I think, that's how the tradition of giving gifts at Christmas started. Yeah. Not giving people gifts, but giving gifts to Jesus. So the wise men brought really valuable things, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Ben, do you remember in the movie The Star that we liked so much last year? Do you remember the funny part where, what, do you remember what one of the wise men says? I do. Okay, tell me, Sam. I didn't know what to get, so I just got frankincense. Yeah, that's right. I never know what to bring, so I brought you frankincense. (laughs) Is it, is, so like, is frankincense a good jab? Uh, yeah, it's it's actually, it's a, like a kind of perfume almost. It's oh. like a, yeah, it's like incense, like something that smells. Um, and it was very, very valuable. So the wise men brought Jesus really valuable gifts. Now, a baby can't really do very much with frankincense or myrrh or even gold, but they brought it as a way of giving the very best that they had to Jesus. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yes. And so that's kind of the thing that we're supposed to do too, right? Give the very best that we have. So if you were to if you were to think about a gift that you could give to Jesus this Christmas what gift what gift would you give to Jesus this Christmas I would give diamonds Diamonds <laughs> Okay I would give him not valuable things uh-huh but joy and peace over the world Yeah yeah What do you think we can do to help make Jesus' birthday a happy one for God this year? Everything in the world. Everything in the world. What What do you think would make God? What What do you think would give God joy this Christmas? Uh, uh, I think this Christmas God would probably want peace Mm -hmm. over all the wars that are happening right now. Yeah, I bet you're right about that. I bet you're right. Because there's almost always a war in the world we have today. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, there was a member of our church, and he knew that he didn't have a whole lot longer to live. He was very sick. And I went to see him in the hospital, and it was right around Christmas time. And after I went to see him, he wrote me an email, and he said something in the email that I think about every year at Christmas time. This man's name was Wayne Bolton, and he was a pastor and a professor, a teacher, a writer. And he wrote, In his turning toward us, Jesus turns us toward each other. I love that. That because Jesus turned toward us, came into our world, God is with us, God it's wants, my favorite word. <laughs> yeah, then God wants us to turn our hearts toward each other. So I was thinking about in our neighborhood. So I think one of the things that all three of us, Sam, Ben, and I really love is the neighborhood that we live in. 
And one of the things I love about our neighborhood is we really do turn toward each other. So I'm thinking about how many times, Sam, you mentioned earlier playing football in the backyard, how many times our yard is so full of kids playing outside or in our basement or in each other's houses. And I think about how when if Christmas is about turning us toward each other, that can really just start with our neighbors and our friends, right? Turning yes, our hearts. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Tell me about that, Ben. Tell me about what that makes you think of. Uh, it makes me think of kind of joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that time we spend. And hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sam, you want to say anything? I think it makes me just feel about friendship. I just mm-hmm. love being with all the neighborhood friends. Mm-hmm. And this time of exercise mm-hmm. and when we're having so much fun playing games. Yeah. I, have a, I agree. Yeah, friendship. Boys, one of my favorite Christmas songs... Um, starts by saying, the weary world rejoices. The weary world rejoices. And when I thought about this conversation with you guys today, I always try to think of like a title for the conversation. And that's what I titled this one. What do you think it means to be weary? Hmm. I think it means to not have a lot, but be grateful to what you have. Mm. I love that. When I feel weary, um, it's when my body and my mind and my heart are tired. It's when I just feel like I've been trying and trying and trying, and it's just not enough. Or when I've got too much to do, or when I just can't motivate myself. And what that song says that I think is what Christmas is all about is when we are weary, we can still find joy. And you two bring me a lot of joy. And when I'm feeling weary, you two and mommy are the ones who I turn to for joy. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Anything else that either of you want to say before we finish our time together? Um, like, I would want to say, like, that we we don't get doesn't it say to people we don't get everything we want and but and and we need to give like we need to give some toys naturally but still we need to give some stuff away if you like have too much stuff and you're not using it anymore Mm, thank you for sharing that ben that's a great christmas thought sam anything else you want to share before we finish uh, I have two things I want to say. Please. One being something related to this entire podcast. Yeah. Um, first of all, I think you missed a part on mm. the story. Okay, tell me. When the free wise men mm-hmm. go to the house, mm-hmm. go to the emperor's house, mm-hmm. they later come out in the night. They have a dream where the angels tell them to not do what the emperor said. Yes. Yes. What do you think about that, Sam? That's, you're exactly right. I stopped the story before that. What do you think about that, that they were told not to follow King Herod's words? I think it was very, like, uh, gracious. Mm. I think it was very important. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite parts of the story. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. 
And it's a reminder that sometimes we, sometimes people will tell us to do things that we shouldn't do, right? And sometimes we have to be courageous. If the wise men had told King Herod where Jesus was, King Herod was actually trying to get Jesus yep. because he was threatened by him. He was afraid that Jesus might be a more powerful king than him. And he wanted to make sure Jesus could not grow up to be the king. And so the wise men did something very brave. Thank you for remembering that, Sam. And you had something else? Uh, I just want to say I really want to be back on this podcast. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, I will. Uh, we'll definitely find a time to bring you back for a conversation. This is there something really specific fun. you would want to talk about on a future episode? I want to talk about sports teams. Ah, yeah. We could have a great I sports conversation. Talk about Thanksgiving because uh, we skipped Thanksgiving. We did skip Thanksgiving. That's right. That's an important holiday too. Absolutely. Well, here's what I want to say to you two. You teach me so much. Thank you. There are many, many things that I have learned because I have the gift of getting to be your dad. And there's one other thing I want to tell you. I love you both. You do. Thank you. I love you too, Dad. We, you know, we know that and we love you too. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you for being on my podcast, guys. Can we say Merry Christmas to everybody? Merry, Merry Christmas! Christmas! Merry Christmas. Thank you all for listening to this special episode of Faithful Discourse with Chris Henry. Please subscribe, share with a friend, or let us know what you would like to hear in future episodes. Sports chat is coming. I wish you all a joyful season of light and hope, and I look forward to continuing the conversation in 2024. Until then, take care of each other. (laughs) 